0: Use coupon code Kumute Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. <laughs> Joining me right now, back on the show, top ten ranked UFC flyweight, Dustin Ortiz. What's going on, Dustin? Welcome back. Steady chopping. I appreciate
1: it. It's good to be back, man. I'm always around, but it's nice to be back with you. How's the summer treating you? I know it's hot out there. It's it's beautiful here in the Bay Area. You it's, it's always a calm breeze. It's like you know, even even on the hottest day, you go out for a run and you just you just feel that cool breeze passing through, man. So the summertime is passing by at a at a
0: nice breezy feel right now. It's it's beautiful out here. Are you more of a summer person or do you like the winters better?
1: man i'm a summer person for sure it's just there's nothing better than having the sun sun be down on you uh you know shirt off just uh there's something about the summer that brings that that you know carefree feel it's it's almost like vacation all the time and uh winter i have a appreciation for it um but I've spent too many of them in snow so I'm not a huge fan of it uh I prefer the summer for sure
0: you're out in California you said Bay Area you train out there at CSA this is your fifth camp what is it out there that you love
1: you know I, I think it's just being out here being out here like you said it's uh something is bringing me back which means that I'm leaving you know and being able to do that, I don't, I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity, and I'm very thankful for that. You know, early in my career, I straight up picked up everything that I had, and I made that move to one gym, and I, I just dedicated everything to that, and I left fa- family and friends and everything back home. And I think that was all too much for one, you know, all that once. And now I've realized that, okay, I can still live somewhere and train and get after it with good training partners, good coaches, um, and then go somewhere else and kind of dial it in to a certain person, to a certain opponent. So while I'm back in Tennessee, I'm I'm training constantly uh, with different people, and and then I get to leave all that home, all the the family and friends. I get to leave it and it's taken care of, and I get to just solely focus on training. And I think that's been a huge benefit to me and my career and and I'm out here and I'm just, you know, fight focused, you know, there's no distractions because I know everything is taken care of uh, back home. And I think that's what, you know, has continually brought me back, back here, you know, that, and there's undeniably, some of the best striking uh, coaches and, and fighters at the gym that I'm at you know, and training partners and they the way that we connect is more than just with our fist and our hands and, and grappling, you know, we can we connect with our mind and, and our movement and uh a lot of them have really kind of broken through with the way that I think and and that's helped me out and it's you know it's brought me back time and time again. So
0: You're also getting workout at AKA It must be a great balance of getting your striking at CSA and then going out to AK and getting your wrestling in over there. Who have you been working with at that gym? Um, well both gyms, man. Both gyms have amazing like you said, uh it's a variety of
1: of strikers, you know, at CSA they offer high the highest level of striking that that you can get here in the States. Uh and then, you know, D C he's they're labeling him as the goat now. So uh, he's our the wrestling coach out there, at aka, and you know they have uh, bunches out there as well. He's a one thirty Uh and he runs practice when DC's away. And they just they got all kinds of wrestlers, and you know they're known for their bigger guys, but man, they got some little dudes in there that just we get in there and we scrap it out, you know. Um, a lot of up and comers as well, twenty fivers, thirty fivers. So. Um, you just have to check out their camp, and, and there you'll you'll see them, man. I don't know all their names, and uh, right off the top of my head, but look them up at AKA, and, and they're right there, man. They're putting in the work just like all the rest of them, man. soon to be a lot of champions out of both gyms.
0: When you go to these super camps like CSA and AKA, you got guys from all over the world. You don't know who they are. You don't know that, like you said, it's hard to remember their names. But is yeah. it? good for you to go there since you can't relax you know that everybody's so high level even though you don't know who they are yeah yeah absolutely it's it's amazing you never
1: you want to be relaxed when you're when it's most intense you know what I mean and you got to put yourself in those intense environments and and I get nervous still for practice you know what I mean and that's something where guys don't experience very often because they're with the same training partners day in and day out. And, and then they get a feel for each training partner, what they're going to do. Okay. This guy doesn't go hard. So he knows that he can kind of flow with this guy. And this guy goes a little bit harder. So I'm going to sit out instead of going with him, you know, uh, for I'm just going with everybody, you know, so I never know what I'm going to get. And especially if there's some new guys that I've never seen at AKA or at CSA, they come in. I don't know these guys and I don't know their flow. So it allows me to just kind of do what I do. And then that's the ultimate, um, uh, the ultimate figuring out process, you know, because when you're in a fight, you've seen this person fight, but you've never fought with them. So you get to experience what they're going to do and their experience, what you're doing as well. So it's really, it's amazing thing to go into practice and never know truly what you're going to get out of it and always have that that little nervous like okay I'm, i don't know this guy like what's about to happen and you kind of bring it to him and he brings it to you and then you're like that's a good training partner right there you know it, it, it makes it exciting it makes it fun it keeps you on your toes at all times and that's what i love about you know the sport of mixed martial arts and, and the lifestyle that uh has chosen me that i have stuck with
0: you know I saw that you also made a trip up to Canada recently and got some training out there. What were you doing out there? Were you helping somebody in camp or? Yeah, yeah. Yoni, uh, Yoni Sherbertof. He's actually fighting, I believe,
1: the 20th of this month as well. Uh, so I've been up there a couple of times to help him out for a couple of different fights and camps and stuff like that. Uh, very good team they got going up uh, up there. Um, it seems like I've always just kind of been drawn back there from time to time. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, Toronto fighting Zach Murkowski, uh, and then helping Yoni get ready for Zach Murkowski as well. And a couple of his other fights and now I'm fighting back there uh, July 28th. So I don't know, man. The the snow, like you were talking about earlier, just keeps pulling me back. I just keep on, you know, California every chance I get. Tennessee is beautiful. It's beautiful there right now as well. So, uh, But, yeah, that's what I was doing up there, helping another fighter get ready for his, uh, fight, camp,
0: his fight. Speaking of Canada, you got to go back there on July 28th. You're facing yeah. Mathis Nikolai. This guy, he's a top-ranked guy. You know, he's a little bit below you on the rankings, but he's beaten some big names. So he, you know, demands respect, I believe. But one asterisk he has is that he was suspended by USADA for testing positive for banned substances. When you heard his name, were you kind of hesitant to take the bout or do you not care about his past? (laughs) I can't
1: judge anybody for their past, man. I really can't. I didn't think about it. I just, you know, we got the name and it's like, okay, yeah, let's do it for sure. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn down anybody. Uh, I'm not going to do anything out of what I wouldn't do for anybody else, if that makes sense. So I'm focused on me. I, I train very, very hard. So you can take all the the drugs that you want. That's not going to stop me from doing what I do uh, and training as hard as I train to, to beat the guys. Uh, that have cheated and, and taken substances and, and all this other stuff. I don't, I don't even know anything about that. I, I know that, you know, I don't know what he was – he got in trouble for. Uh, I do know that he was, you know, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, flagged or whatever and was suspended. Um, but it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new opportunity. You know, he did his time. He came back. He's in the sport still. So uh, I'm not going to not going to let that affect my training and my thinking whatsoever. I'm going to stick to what's up, what's in between here, what I can control
0: and stay chopping. Many fighters, they're coming out and exposing the loopholes and they're stating their concerns about USADA. Right. What is your thoughts on the job that they're doing?
1: You know, it, it's uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It, people say if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You <laughs> know, a, uh, a cheater said that. You know what I mean? Like a straight up cheater came up with that, and then everybody's like, "Oh, that sounds really good." Yeah, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Like that—that's just it. Does it makes no sense to me? You know what I mean? It, it makes no sense. We either participate clean. Where everybody gets to cheat. You know what I mean? And we're in a sport that's supposed to be clean. And there's there's loopholes. And there's always going to be loopholes. And USADA, I think they truly are doing their best. Uh, it's kind of like I, they give me anxiety. You know, some of their their emails they send you. And they're like, you know, <laughs> update your whereabouts. And all. it's like, oh, oh, my gosh. I thought, like, I was in trouble for something, you know? And it's kind of like when a, a police officer gets behind you and you kind of freak out, even though you're not doing anything, you know, it's, it, it's like that for me. So uh, it keeps me, it, uh, it keeps me just focused when I, when I'm thinking like, okay, these guys, these guys could be cheating this way. And then I just tell myself like, no, they're not cheating because you saw this here, you know? And then, and then it's, it's no worry. So if they are doing it and they're finding loopholes and stuff like that. Whatever, man. Let them let them be cheaters. Uh, let them live with that. You know, I, I've never cheated in my life when it comes to um, mixed martial arts and and drugs and stuff like that. I mean, I cheated on a couple of tests back in high <laughs> school a lot, but no, it, it's uh, let cheaters be cheaters, man. It's something that I don't even think about because my mind is so focused on on working and what I got to do to prepare to win uh, physically and emotionally and And everything like that. That that there's no time to cheat, you know. There's just there's no way. There's no time to find an easy way out. That's that's somebody else's job, you know. Let them do that.
0: Your opponent. What are your thoughts on his game? Is there any area you notice that he shines most at? Hey, he's
1: just he's yeah he's well rounded. That's his game. You know what I mean? He's he's a bigger guy. He fought at 135 uh, for the Ultimate Fighter and. He dropped down to 125 and he's done tremendous. He's got great wins in all of his uh, UFC bouts. Um, so yeah, he's just, he's just shines in, in all aspects being a well-rounded mixed martial artist. And I think that's just the generation coming up. You know, he's a 26 year old uh, fighter, uh, a guy, you know, and that's just the new generation. There's back in the day, it was a wrestler, or grappler, or whatever, you know, it was, it was one art. And now it's just, it's everything. You know, so nothing's going to shock me that he does. Um, he's never fought a guy like me that that has been there, had this many fights, and can grind the way that I do. So that's what I feel like makes this a very interesting um, matchup.
0: You mentioned that he's a big guy. He's a big 125er. Do you, you know, you see a lot of guys cutting weight continuously. Do you think eventually – that catches up to you, even though it's beneficial in the beginning and it makes you look great and you are strong. But after a few, does it diminish? Well, it depends
1: on if you're a cheater or not, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not sure. I, I've been cutting weight pretty much since the sixth grade when I started uh, wrestling. And so I know my body very well. I've never missed weight through any wrestling competition. Um, Any fights, you know, I've I've always been on weight, and it's never – I've gotten better at cutting weight, you know what I mean? As I've gotten older, people are like, oh, you might have to go up. Well, no, I just – I know my body. I don't get as big after fights and stuff like that. I take care of myself year-round. And um, so, for me, it's – I don't see it uh, affecting me long-term. But for somebody like him, I mean – I don't know his lifestyle, you know, so it's hard to judge. Some of these guys, they get better at it, and some guys, you know, they get older, and it is harder for them, and it does take a bit of a toll on them. But that all goes back to to how they're training and how they're living inside and outside of uh, training camps. He
0: has, not you know, he has beaten some big names in the division. Do you think he poses a bigger threat than your last opponent, Pantoja. In different areas.
1: Yeah. Pantoja was uh, a, he's a bit of a wild child. You know what I mean? He goes out there, he throws some crazy punches and, and he's a grinder as well. And he can, he held me down for, you know, quite a bit of time. So he has that great grappling um, mentality mixed with like a little wildness with him. You know, I think uh, Mateus is a little bit sharper and, in the sense of, uh, danger. You know what I mean? His, his striking is a little bit sharper that makes him dangerous in that aspect where, uh, he's going to be cool, calm and collective and composed as opposed to a little more crazy and, and wild as Pantoja was. So those are the, the differences that I see, um, and the different threats that are, that are there. But Mateus, like I said, he's, he's well-rounded fighter. Um, He's cool, Calm Collective, and, and we'll see how that treats him uh, January or July 28th.
0: What type of fight are you expecting out of yourself at UFC Calgary against Nikola? The best fight of my
1: life, man. Every time I have very high expectations, especially, you know, I'm on a two-fight win streak. Uh, a win over this fighter would, would put me... Um, with a 15-second knockout, and then two, then I would beat two fighters that are undefeated in the UFC in Pantoja and in uh, Mateus. So that's a three-fight win streak, and and I expect a, a, a title-contending fight after this, you know what I mean? So I have to, I'm expecting to go out there and put on a performance that deserves that kind of shot and that kind of recognition. You know, I've been here. I've done that. I've grinded through a ton of fights. I've beaten a lot of... The big names. Um, I've had split decision losses to a lot of the big names. People, it seems like when I beat them, they go or when I lose to them, they go on and they get title shots. So, I'm I want to be that guy now, and I know that I need to put on the performance and expect that out of myself and, and rise to the occasion of a, a championship level fight. So, I plan on moving and grooving to to my highest level out there and and putting him away. Um, in one way or another. Whichever opportunity prevails itself, I'm going to jump on it and take it, whether it's knockout, submission, um, shoot, I'll, I'll kill him, <laughs> I'll kill him in there. The referee that lets me, you know what I mean? To, to, to finish it before 15 minutes. So uh, that's always been my style to go in there and get after it and that's what I expect out of myself.
0: You know, fighters always say that I'm in the best shape of my life Do you really feel that you're at the prime of your career right now? You know, with all the experience that you've had with the competition that you've faced, is it really like your time?
1: You know, it's, it's, that's a very good question. It's, it's hard to say. It's, uh, my girlfriend and I were just talking about that yesterday where, you know, we watched the fights last night and and we saw some fighters lose and and they say, I'm going to come back better than ever. It's like, well, well, weren't you supposed to be better than ever on this fight, you know? And, and so I, I feel like to answer that question, you never know until years down the road when you say, that fight was, I was in the best shape of my life. Because each one you feel like you are, you know? Because you switch things up, you do things differently. And in that moment, you feel like this is the best shape of my life. When really the last camp, what you were doing, was the best shape of your life. Or two camps from now, you put all of that together and that's the best shape of your life. So I feel that I'm in the best shape that I can possibly be in, in this moment.
0: All right, last question. I wanna get your predictions a few weeks after your fight. The title fight is happening between Demetrius Johnson and Henry Cejudo. Who do you think would win or who do you think should win to kind of mix up the division. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen?
1: Oh, man, it's great. You know, I follow both of them on social media. And uh, it it seems that Henry has really, really been putting in the work for this camp. Um, And I I know that he has what it takes uh, to beat Demetrius Johnson, you know, but Demetrius Johnson ultimately moves on a different, uh, frequency than than anybody else and that's what truly makes him uh one of a kind mixed martial artist you know especially the uh the team that he has that he's been with from the very beginning they also operate on a completely different frequency than anybody else so the beautiful thing about fighting is we get to put these two gentlemen into a cage into an octagon and let them have it and find out, you know, who does have it on that specific night. Um, so I feel like they both have the uh, the qualities and, and what it takes to win. Um, but I am ultimately going to go with Demetrius Johnson because I want to be the one to mix up the division. And I feel like – feel like i'm gonna be the one you know i i have that feeling so uh i'm going with dj on this fight i I feel like he's gonna bring out the win
0: that's a great answer because you are in the division and if you're gonna knock off somebody it should be the greatest of all time right
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely I, i gotta chop them down one person at a time and and i feel like get past this fight impressively take out a a top five opponent and I and I get my chance. I get my shot. Everybody else has had theirs. I feel like it might have been too soon and and my timing is perfect. So uh and I believe that. All
0: right July twenty eighth UFC on Fox 30 in Calgary. Dustin Ortiz will face uh Mateus Nikolai. Thank you for your time Dustin and uh we'll speak soon again man.
1: Absolutely hey you have a good one and stay chopping.